0: Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster.
1: Well, welcome to Transition Radio. This is Ken Foster with my co-host Paula Shaw. Today we're going to be talking about talk that gets results. We have a fabulous doctor on our show that's a leadership expert. We're going to be introducing her a little later on in the show. And Paula, it's an amazing day here in San Diego. It's bright and sunny, looking great.
2: It's a beautiful day. I feel sorry for everybody that doesn't live in San Diego. We're so blessed.
1: We are so blessed. Yes. Yes. Mm. As the sun sets tonight, it's going to be a beautiful sunset too. I'm sure of oh. that. So let's talk about communication, effective communication. You know, what, uh, what are some of the things that, uh, you do Paula to effectively communicate. Well,
2: I would love to tell you that, but I was kind of hoping you'd do a reading from your new book Oh, let's do that that.
1: first. Thank you for asking me to do that. So the reading today is from The Courage to Change Everything. It's a new book I have coming out in April and been working on it about six years. It's uh, daily strategies to help individuals to really stay in their power and on purpose and with intention. So the quote in the this particular day starts out this way. Courage is holding on one minute longer than everyone else. Courage is stepping forward when every fiber of your being says step back. Courage is being willing to do the impossible because it is the right thing to do. That comes from Blaine Lee Pardot. Mahatma Gandhi said, there is more to life than increasing its speed. Many times we are caught up trying to obtain more by doing more and doing it quicker. We try to speed up because we are feeling we need more time, more money, more energy, more friends, more, 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 more. But this can be a trap resulting in a sense of being overwhelmed, underfulfilled, and longing for stillness, peace, and harmony. To create sustainable success, you must know when to slow down, be still, and listen to your inner voice. This is the voice of wisdom, which will guide you through the chaos if you give it a chance. Today ask, where can I simplify my life? What can I do to still my mind when it becomes conflicted? And how can I enjoy my life more when creating success in all areas of my life? Your actions determine what you're going to take off your schedule to create more space in your day. There you have it.
2: <laughs> I love that idea, taking something off my schedule to create more space.
1: You know, it. I just moved recently and I took a lot of things off my plate. I didn't even know I had on, right? Mm-hmm. Because as I was going through all this stuff to move out of my garage, I'm I'm finding things that I, you know, I'm very organized, so it doesn't look like I have a bunch of clutter. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I had a lot of things that I needed to let go of. I hadn't used in a year, two years, three years. They're just taking up space. Yeah. And when I got in touch with the concept that, you know what, somebody else would really benefit from this, why not just let it go? Mm-hmm. It was really easy for me to, uh, to let it go. And what that did, though, for me, it's interesting. After all that clutter was gone, my mind became a lot stiller. See, I'm convinced that we keep track in our subconscious mind of every little piece of paper, pencil, every little thing that we have in our life somewhere, it's in our head. And when we release all that, we get a sense of peace, a joy, and uh, a sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And on a practical level, we free up space for energy to move around and flow the way it's supposed to. When it's not flowing, then it doesn't work so well.
1: That's, it it doesn't. And, you know, actually, that's that leads us to our topic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about effective communication. Yeah. And why doesn't energy flow? That's a really good question that you just asked, because yeah. I think sometimes, uh, let's talk about, you know, effective communication when it's stifled, when people are hurting emotionally. That's your yeah. expertise. Let's talk about that a little yeah,
2: bit. Yeah, you know, well, that's one of the main reasons that I wrote my upcoming book, Saying the Right Thing, because people don't know what to say when their friend is hurting or their loved one is hurting. And so too often they don't say anything at all. They don't even show up or make the call because they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing. And, and that's really a travesty because when someone's hurting to be in isolation is not a helpful place for healing. And so, and if you really think about it, the reason that you're worried that you're going to say the wrong thing or the reason you don't show up is all about you. It's a total ego thing, you know. You're so worried that you won't look good or that maybe, God forbid, you'll hurt this person even more by saying or doing the wrong thing. So I want to share with our listeners the four things that are really helpful to do if you want to help that person you care about who's in emotional pain. So first of all, set the right intention. Just decide what is it you want? Why are you showing up? And usually that's to be helpful, comforting, and supportive, Um, but there may be something else. So know why you're there. Secondly, be there, be present. This is not the time to be thinking about the grocery list or what was said to you last night or what you have to do after you leave there. Be present. Because when you are, that's when the heart connection really comes and you can really say something that's helpful. And then the next thing, this is probably the most important thing, listen. Saying the right thing is really all about listening. Because you want the other person to talk and express what they're going through. That's where healing happens. And when they speak from their heart and you're listening, you will know what to say mm. and just say what you say without judgment or criticism or the desire to teach or lecture. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Responding but you know, from that, heart.
1: I love that. I think that all of those lead, you know, being present, being into intentional listening, all of that increases our awareness. Mm-hmm. It increases. And as our awareness is increasing or we're, we're aware of, the body language of the individual that we're talking to, we're aware of our own body language. We're aware of the environment. We're aware of the sounds, uh, the smells, the, you know, what's going on when we become more aware, Mm -hmm. like you said, that present piece, Mm -hmm. that's when energy starts to flow through us. Isn't it right? Yeah. And, and the other part is, um, you know, all this leads to us really just being real. Right.
2: Yeah, authenticity is Authentic. critical.
1: Yeah, isn't critical. it? Cuz a lot of times we're trying to think about what we're going to say and we're going to we're going to, you know, perform or make somebody be happy or it's right. like, really? Well, why not just be real? You know.
2: And the truth is when somebody's really hurting, they know that you're not going to come up with any answers. A lot of times there are no answers to the deepest questions they're asking why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my child? You know, They know there are no real answers for those things. And you're right, if you get stuck in the thought that you gotta come up with something good, you really can't be there for therapeutic help.
1: You know, I remember when my parents passed, both parents, and I had an experience uh, both times with them. I was hurting, I was grieving, I was sad. And you know, when we had the services, I felt like I had to almost comfort the people that were coming to the service. Right? Mm-hmm. I felt like they were more—they were grieving more than I was grieving. So there's a part of me that felt like I had to help them, hmm. which kind of took away my experience mm-hmm. of my own grief for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to—you know—so when that happens, let's let's use that as a good example you know uh, what would you say to somebody that comes up and they're 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 giving you condolences mm-hmm. right right and you're in a place where maybe you're not ready to receive that how do you how do you handle mm-hmm. that what do you say to that person
2: that's an interesting really an interesting question because i think a lot of us because we are pleasers and we're caregivers and our by our nature we will be thinking about how we should do something for the other person rather than just absorbing that moment, absorbing what they're offering us. Mm. But there's a little bit of guilt attached to that, a little bit of caretaking, you know, there's a lot of places we can come from with that. But, um, you know, I remember a story from my own life where my dearest friend lost a baby. No, not a baby, but the, the pregnancy.
1: Pregnancy, yeah. So
2: it was a baby. and. And she told me months later, of course, I was there for her. I tried to cheer her up. I took her places and all that. Months later, she said, the hardest thing for her was that nobody brought up the loss. So she felt like she had to keep up that facade, kind of like you were talking about, mm-hmm. so she wouldn't make others feel badly. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my Lord, when I heard that, I felt so horrible because mm-hmm. that's the, the total opposite of helping somebody mm-hmm. to heal. Yeah. You know, she couldn't express her pain because yeah. she was taking care of us.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I also get it in the workplace, too. You know, if somebody um, loses their job, what do you say to that person? Yeah. Or somebody's transferred to another department or somebody's downgraded. Um, you know, one. how do you communicate with that? Mm-hmm. Right.
2: I think you're the word you used before, which I love authenticity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best thing you can say is, I don't even know what to say. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Or can I give you a hug? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we don't know what to say. And, and there's nothing we can come up with that would really be helpful.
1: That's a good so point.
2: So just to be there, just to say, you know, I want you to know you're in my heart. Or could you use a hug or something like that. Human connection the Absolutely. most important thing we can do out of the head and into the heart.
1: Absolutely. So if you're going through a, a change right now and you might need somebody to talk to, uh, I recommend Paula Shaw. You can find Paula at, uh, paulashaw.com. Is that right, Paula? That's true. Okay. And you can find my new book at the courage to change everything.com. And I hope you'll check that out because, uh, if you're, in a place where you might need some courage to take your life to the next level, or you're uh, you're in a place in business and you're going, man, I need to go out and get this new mm-hmm. position or uh, take something to a new level. Courage is what we need.
2: Or so. if you're just a person who likes daily readings to inspire you and, and set your tone for your day. Cause this is daily readings, right? It is.
1: Yeah. It's daily readings. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So coming up in our next segment, we have,
2: Dr. J.J. Sawyer, who is a leadership expert and trainer, and you're going to love her. We'll be right back.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster.
3: Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416, 619-997-0416. That's 619 619- 997 9970416
0: California license number 0B42369 Securities and services offered through HBEC Inc. Member FINRA SIPC HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster.
2: and welcome back to transition radio brought to you by sherry blair our favorite financial consultant who you're going to get to hear from a little later on in the show but right now i am excited and privileged to get to introduce a dear friend and an amazing woman Mm -hmm. dr jj sawyer she is an educator and a leadership expert as well as a leadership trainer her emphasis is on leading with power for positive performance to become a self-aware, intentional leader. Yahoo! Yahoo! That sounds like something everybody needs. Oh, yes. And it can be done. Well, where does that power come from? Let's
4: start right there. Well, you know, the the most important power is being self-aware. You need to be self-aware as a leader Mm -hmm. and then be intentional so that whatever you realize about yourself, which is self-aware about how you lead, then you're more intentional, and then you become a mindful leader. Mm. When you when you
1: say self-aware, what does mm. that mean to our listeners? What, well, what does that mean? Exactly? Yeah, that's not
4: narcissistic, is it? No, no, no. You know, in leadership, what I have seen over the years that I've been doing this work is most leaders don't even know how important they are. Mm. Mm. So once, once you start to work with them and they start to realize their importance, that becomes, they become more self aware of their leadership behavior.
1: That's interesting because I, I see a lot of leaders on stage that kind of sometimes you see, you feel their ego, right? Mm-hmm. So talk to it in, the, in, in those terms. When you see somebody that's like a big ego and they're on stage, And are they self aware?
4: I think they're self aware to a point, but when you, uh, the ones that are on stage and all that, I think they're more self aware of what they bring to the table but I'm not talking about the ones on stage. Our majority of our leaders are not on stage. They are in offices, they have cohesive teams they have to pull together. They have people that they need to do a certain task in order for them to be successful. And so those are the ones I'm talking about, not the ones that are on stage because Mm -hmm. they're already pretty well Mm self-aware.
2: So what kinds of things do effective leaders do that get the job done, you know, that get the people to do what they want mm-hmm. them to do.
4: Well, I think the most important thing is you need to know who you are as a leader, mm-hmm. how you communicate. We're talking about communication. We're talking about building relationships, how important it is to do that. And so one of the ways that I do that is we do taking a flight with DISC, And a lot of people have done DISC. There's over a million people every year that do DISC. Would you describe what
2: DISC is for our listeners?
4: Well, DISC is what what kind of energy do you put in four areas of your your life? So So it's an
2: assessment tool that tells you that, right? It's
4: an assessment tool. It only takes seven to 10 minutes to take because you must react first to your first reaction to the question and not think about it. It's just what comes to your mind and it gives you the questions and the answers and then you choose. Mm-hmm. And you choose it very quickly. What happens is it, it tells you what your D, your I, your S, and your C is. Mm-hmm.
1: And what does that stand for?
4: Oh, in the DISC world, it stands for dominant, for D, interactive, for I, supportive for your C, S, and your are uh, conscientious for your C. Now, this is the point. A lot of people don't remember who they are. Mm-hmm. They may take this, and it's really exciting, and it does make pique your interest. But let me shift it for you. When I tell you that a D is an eagle, do you think you might remember that? Mm-hmm. Much better. <laughs> an I, interactive parrot. Mm-hmm. Do you think you might remember a parrot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your S is a dove. And your C is an owl. Now, once people start to see this, they start to open their hearts and they can hear it so they can change their behavior. I love the other disc as well. You know, it's intellectual. It has a lot of intellectual research and things like that. But sometimes when we get too intellectual, we don't internalize what it's supposed to teach us. So give me
2: an example, Dr. JJ. What if a dove has to work with an
4: eagle. Oh, now this is the fun part when you're working with, pe- with leaders. First of all, a dove, they're very sincere. Mm-hmm. They're very selfless. Mm-hmm. They like harmony. Ah. They like people to come together and work together cooperatively. Mm-hmm. That's your dove. Mm-hmm. Your eagles, they're daring, they're decisive, they're very direct, and they're driven. So here we have this eagle. And the dove happens to work for that eagle. And the eagle flies in and says, I need this, 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 and this, and flies right back out. <laughs> well, guess what? That dove is sitting there going, wow. He, he didn't, didn't even need to say, say good, good morning. morning. <laughs> and so all day long, or she, because we have eagles, she eagles, and he eagles. And so all of a sudden, all day long, the dove is sitting there going, well, at least he could say hi. I mean, he doesn't even care about me. And and. The ego doesn't mean anything by that. Mm -hmm. So just think, ego, when I tell you your dove needs you to at least stop, look at them and say, how are you doing this, morning?" If I tell an eagle that, that's not too hard to do for an eagle, do you think? Probably not. No. Once they're aware of it. Once they're aware. Mm -hmm. That's Mm self-awareness. And all they do is they fly in, and this time they listen. I think we talked about being there. Listening, mm-hmm. Make that presence. makes effective communication. So all of a sudden, the eagle's sitting there, and he's saying, wow, Mary, I just really appreciate you today. You look great. This <laughs> is what I need today. I need some water, The da da-da, da-da, da-da. <laughs> Have a good day, and he flies right back out. Now the dove is like, oh, my gosh, she cares about me. Mm. All of a sudden her work goes up, his work goes up. His work ethic goes up. He starts or she starts to work even even more effectively. And that's what we're trying to get from the people that we lead. So can you imagine if you understand your birds and all of us have all four birds?
2: And could you tell what the like what's the parrot about and what's the owl?
4: About? Oh, the parrot, the parrot's imaginative, influ- influential, intuitive. They are your party. Ah Chatty Those day, are huh? the chatties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the ones that come into your office and go, hi, good morning. Isn't it a beautiful day outside? It's so, I'm so glad to be here. And then the eagle's going, oh, my gosh, they talk too much. They need to <laughs> go away. To <laughs> we got work to do. And the dove is like, oh, yes, it's a beautiful day. Right? And the owl. Oh, my. We all have to raise our owlness at times, but we got to have owls around us because they are cautious. They are critical. They are consistent. These people are the ones that tell you when, what, where, how, and who. You got to have them. Mm -hmm. But just think, if you know this and you're working with a cohesive team, do you have too many owls sitting at the table? Mm. Because owls need all the details before they can move forward. Do you have too many parrots? (laughs) Where you don't get anything done because we're talking about it. Oh, what what do you have to say? And what do you have to say? And what about you? So it's important to have parrots, but you can't have too many parrots. You can't get anything done. Mm. Your eagle, they'd rather you get to the point so I can get this meeting over. Knowing that the eagle can calm down, back up, and give themselves permission to be there. Right. Cut to the bottom line. I love that. Okay, so we get to the
1: point of this. Can we go now?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Yes. But it makes so much sense. So can you imagine when when it doesn't take anybody but a moment of time to work with this, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, every time you go somewhere, and I guarantee you, Facebook, Twitter, I guarantee the people sitting around this table right Mm -hmm. now. When you go out to lunch this afternoon, you're going to look at that wait staff very differently. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just try to figure out who are they. Because when you can know yourself, know your birds, when a bird walks up to you, you will be able to identify their primary bird and shift your leadership to match the person that you're talking to.
1: So if I'm an eagle and a, an a owl walks up, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, what's the first thing an eagle would do to shift their their thinking?
4: The eagle would have to know that they're dealing with an owl, so they need to be patient and they need to have some questions to ask, very point, pointed questions to ask the owl to guide that guide owl them. on mm-hmm. their detailness or right. you will get all of it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you want to be very clear in your mind. But then, Eagle, when you walk in there and you sit down, you must be present. Mm -hmm. And stop waiting for the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And give Mm -hmm. that owl a chance to answer <laughs> your questions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what happens when two eagles sit down together?
4: Mm, now, that's interesting. Probably not a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> it, it depends. We're it depends. busy
2: trying to out-macho each other. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it, it,
4: it, de- it depends.
1: Now, there's women eagles, too. Is that what I'm there's sure? There's women
4: eagles. Okay. Men, yeah. This okay. is not gender-biased yeah. at all. Okay. Race, okay. it doesn't matter. A bird's a bird. And these are four yeah. consistent so my, I everyone. guess
1: my question wasn't just about eagles. It's mm-hmm. like when you match uh, two doves or two owls or two parrots mm-hmm. or two eagles, mm-hmm. what, uh, what happens then? Is that is that the most powerful relationship or can it be? Or is that better to have other ones?
4: It's better to have a balance. A balance it's called yeah. balance. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to have. A, I mean, remember, two eagles sitting in the room, you have two da- owls, you have two doves, you have two two parrots and you have two eagles you are all those birds mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. the one in that meeting is going to have to decide which bird are you going to be and mm-hmm. shift uh, which mm-hmm. aspect of yourself
2: you're going to like mm-hmm. prioritize mm-hmm. That's great. like
4: if you had two eagles you would have i'm i want to cover this this and this and your other eagle will have i want to cover this this and this
2: dr jj i'm yeah. going to have to move into my eagle right now because okay. we got to go to a break but when we come back <laughs> More of this. It's
1: wonderful. more of this. And also, uh, I want to learn about the 21 qualities of a leader and the five that you can't learn.
2: This
0: right. Four. Okay. okay. Four. Okay. We'll be yeah, right, right back. <laughs> we'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and break through obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed
1: and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858 480 9234.
0: We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back to Transition Radio
1: with Kendi Foster and Paula Shaw. Today we're interviewing Dr. JJ Sawyer, and we're talking about birds. <laughs> uh, doves and eagles and owls and uh it's whatnot. It's <laughs> and parrots. Somehow That's it again
2: as a communication talk, but we're in the birds. Yeah, now. we're in the birds
1: now. So if <laughs> you've just so joined us, we're gonna define again what those four birds mean, and then let's talk a little bit more about that. So tell us about those birds, real quick, Dr. J. <laughs> okay. J. J. All
4: right. Let me tell you all. All of us are these birds. All four birds live within us. We have the eagle. We have the parrot. We have the doves and the owls.
2: Okay. So the eagles are get it done and get it done quick. Right. Their action. They actually owls soar. are sort of like accountants. Are they? Owls are like accountants. They need the details. Bankers and the yes, structure. Mm-hmm. The doves are the nurturing. Yes. Gentle. Yes,
4: very much. So. <laughs> and who mm-hmm. do we forget? Parrots. Parrots. Chitty chatty. Life of the party. Okay. Can you tell which yeah. one I am? My primary, yes. my primary <laughs>
1: bird. I, I, I would say you're a dove primarily. Really? Yes, that's oh. what I, mean. I, was I, I would say. That. Yeah, that a I'm a parrot, the, oh, a parrot. I'm a parrot eagle. Oh, you a parrot. Parent with
2: a dove lean okay. and an eagle on the other side. You
1: know, now, can some of us be in delusion as to what we think we are?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I love <laughs> most of us.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I thought I was an eagle, but, I, you know,
4: really, I'm a dove.
1: Well, you're all four uh, birds.
4: Now, all four birds. Okay. Yes, you are. Okay. Now, you know, the only way you can really find out is to take the assessment. And then uh-huh. it will definitely show you where you are in each one of these boards. do we
2: have a oh. website or somewhere pe- people can go if they want to take that assessment or do they contact you dr jj how does that work
4: they would contact me at janet j sawyer at gmail.com janet okay. yeah let's just spell that out j a n e t j and then s-a-w-y-e-r at gmail.com and i'll say Down the line as we
1: talk. That's great. And and on that side, is there a way to contact you or to Mm -hmm. take the assessment or Mm -hmm. both? You
4: would contact me. Uh, Okay. Perfect. You would send me an email, say, I want to talk more about those birds. And I will get right to you right away.
1: So, you know, off air, you and I talked. And we said that there's, uh, is it 21 leadership qualities or 20? 21 leadership behaviors. Behaviors. Okay. And out of those 21 leadership behaviors, this intrigued me. There's four that you don't learn, right? They're that kind of in, they're innate. They just are. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about those?
4: Yeah, let's start with those, the four okay. that you just are. Well, first of all, um, I need to let the viewers and the listeners uh, know that this work is research-based. And what it was, it came from the educational field. And what the research was looking for was what do teachers need to see from their leaders and it raised student achievement and productivity. Well, there were 21 leadership behaviors that came out of that research. Mm -hmm. Four of them you cannot teach.
2: And they are.
4: 17 of them you can, and that's what's exciting about this leadership work Mm -hmm. is because you can actually learn those behaviors and apply those, and it will totally change your leadership. But there are four that you cannot teach. And that they are optimized. It's very hard to teach somebody how to optimize others. What exactly does that mean? Those are the ones that inspire. You can hear it when you hear speakers Mm -hmm. all the time. They will inspire. There may be something horrible that has happened. They will talk about what's happened. They will give details out then they will inspire, they will optimize, they will help remember. Help people know, remember we've been through some bad times and we have oh, come out of it. Mm-hmm. I just
2: watched a movie about Winston Churchill last night. Mm-hmm. There was one who could mm-hmm. sure do
4: that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to notice it now that I've told you. It'll mm-hmm. be in your head next time you hear someone speak. You'll see the ones that can really optimize. Because if you can't optimize your people, it's hard to move them forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, what
4: else? All right. Change agent. Now, change agent pushes the status quo. It takes courage to push the status quo. Uh-huh. And so that's innate. You're kind of born with that, mm-hmm. that, that push, mm-hmm. that you can move people. Even when they're uncomfortable, you are okay with that uncomfortableness. You can still push them forward okay. with the support that they need. So that's change agent. Situational awareness. Being aware before something happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Situational awareness. Being aware before something happens. Being able to predict how something Mm -hmm. might fall out. That's situational awareness. Yeah, I've got
2: a client who's really good at that. He's already four steps ahead in the business discussion and he's got his exit strategy planned if he needs it. Mm-hmm. He has that definitely situational awareness.
4: Yes. The last one, your ideals and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Your belief system. Sometimes you don't even know what it is until something happens. And you react. And you didn't even know you felt like that. Mm-hmm. Ideas and beliefs. But when you can teach 17 behaviors, don't you think those four might get some type of play when you start to change and you learn those 17 behaviors your ideas and beliefs just might change mm-hmm.
1: That's right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Do you see? Mm-hmm. What are
2: some of the the other 17 that people that help uh, people because this isn't just like the boss at the Mm -hmm. job. This is as we go through life, right? Because we all are in different situations. Sometimes we're leading, sometimes we're following. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably good to know some of the characteristics that make you more effective as a communicator and and a human.
4: Well, one thing that's really important to know is whether you're sitting in a leadership position at a job or wherever, all of us are leaders. Mm -hmm. Uh The number one person that you need to know how to lead is yourself. (laughs) So see, a lot of people don't realize they're leaders. Mm -hmm. All of us are leaders. So that's number one. So these leadership behaviors are for everybody to use, no matter what situation. Right. Input is one of those. How do you go about gathering input from the people you lead? Mm. Do you? Gather input Mm -hmm. or do you already have in mind what you want? And then you act like you're gathering their input, but you go ahead and do whatever you want to do anyway. (laughs) Yeah, and they always experience that that? Uh, never. (laughs) Input. It's important. As a leader, you need to be very clear about where that input's gonna go. Because a lot of times people think they're gonna give you input and that you have to do what they say. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm. not necessarily true. But the leader must set the intention of why I'm gathering this input, what I plan to do with it. Ooh, become owl-like. Mm. Tell them why, when, what, mm. where. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a, a, a principal. I was a middle school principal of 6th, um, 7th, and 8th graders, 1600. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> That's
2: a handful. <laughs> <cut. laughs>
4: I mean, I remember that. and uh I would have to tell my staff how I was going to go about gathering their input and what I was going to do with it. So I remember having chart paper, and they had their input on it. And so I had 20 chart chart papers with all their input. Then I had a committee come together and summarize it Mm. and hand it out, right? But what did I do with the chart paper? What do you think I did with it? I don't know. I hung it back up on the walls so that they could see their Mm. input was Validated in the written Mm -hmm. word that they received. That's Mm -hmm. very cool. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the ways I could show my staff that Mm -hmm. I valued your input. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then here's what it came out to be.
1: That's great. You know, I'd I'd like to give our listeners your website one more time so that they can uh, connect with you and also take that uh, assessment themselves to understand whether they're an eagle, a parrot, a dove, or an owl.
4: Yes, yes. Just email me at JanetJSawyer at gmail.com. J-A-N-E-T-J-S-A-W-Y-E-R at gmail.com. All you have to do is say the birds on Transition Radio. Boom. And I will get right back to you. <laughs> okay. That's great. The birds. The birds. The birds are here. <laughs> the okay, birds are coming. That's
2: right. So before we have to wrap up this segment, Dr. Sawyer, give us a couple other of, of your favorite be, um, leadership behaviors. Okay.
4: So like earlier, I was saying for 10 years, I used to fly all over this country and a little bit internationally. And I used to share these 21 leadership behaviors. And at the end, I always asked, what behavior do you feel you need more work on? Mm. They selected the behavior, the 21 Mm. leadership behaviors, which one? You guys, over 85%. Now, this is 2,500 leaders that I asked this question.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Eighty-five to eighty-seven percent picked one, wow. the most that they had to work on. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. <laughs> you
4: put get your paper and pencil out. Write it down. Affirmation, affirming their people. Oh. Mm. Now, a lot of people go what? <laughs> but a lot of uh, leaders. Do not spend that time because a lot of times women and men leaders, when we're in a leadership role, we already affirm ourselves and what happens out there affirms us. Mm. So we really don't need that. But most of the people that we're leading, they've got to be affirmed Mm. and, and do an affirmation. This happened one time. A guy said to me in the audience, oh, please, these people are professional. What do you mean I have to go and affirm them? And I said, try it. And he did that night and that day that that, he affirmed his wife for the first time. He told her how good the food was. Wow. And he said, she cried.
2: That that's a beautiful place. Um to to end the segment doctor yes. sorry because what i loved is you took it out into the real world too yes. and that's what we were saying before effective communication gets
4: results that's right
2: and we all want to communicate more effectively so thank you You're welcome. so much for
4: what you taught us today. Well, thanks for having me wonderful. i enjoyed it and
1: coming up in our next segment is sherry blair your financial consultant and our show sponsor we'll be right back
0: We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster.
3: How confident are you that you'll have enough money to retire when the time comes? Your financial future may be at risk and you don't even know it. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair, financial advisor, and helping you meet your financial goals is important to me. Let me help you make smarter financial decisions that will keep your money safe, growing, and there when you need it call me for your free no obligation consultation or a second opinion 619-997-0416
0: california license number 0b42369 securities and services offered through HBAC Inc., member finra sipc Beck inc and michael j lucia and associates are not affiliated there's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving when will this pain ever end life transition coach and grief recovery specialist paula shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel in her new best-selling book paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process including breathing methods the emotional freedom technique energy psychology work and many other healing tools grief when will this pain ever end available now on amazon.com We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken Foster. And welcome
2: back to Transition Radio. We are having such a wonderful show today, talking about talk that gets results. And now, we are going to get to talk to Sherry Blair, our financial consultant and sponsor, And we are delighted to have you here in studio with us again, Sherry, looking quite beautiful. Oh, thank you, Paula. So last time you were here, you know, we got into a bit about who it is you work with, because primarily you work with women, though you don't discriminate against men, I know. Right, right. (laughs) But you have some concerns about women particularly. What are they?
3: Yes, I do. Um, I, you know, I see that the biggest challenge for women that I work with generally is planning for retirement.
2: Ah, why mm-hmm. is that a bigger challenge for women?
3: Well, we've talked about this before, but there is a couple uh, key factors, and and the first would be time—the mm-hmm. time that we have on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. So, if the average woman outlives the average man by three years, there is more time there, and many of us we know that it could be women could be alone for a decade. Oh, yeah. Or even more, mm-hmm. right? So the time is, is one of the factors. The other is money. Money being if we do not have um, a spouse or partner for a safety net because we outlive them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That takes that away. So it's time and money are the two biggest challenges. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I remember once reading that the the biggest challenges for even boomers, even you know, mm-hmm. before we're way down the road in life, is concern about, Running out of money and running out of health.
3: Absolutely, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's those are two biggest concerns that I find when I and I when I speak with women. Mm-hmm. But getting back to um, a man being a safety net, mm-hmm. one of the things that we talk about on the on the show here, and we kind of joke about one, two, three. Mm. A, a man, man is not, not a financial, financial plan. plan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like to do events, you know, mm-hmm. to educate, to inform, to inspire women about their finances or about financial situations so they'll be more comfortable and can and can and move will for move forward in their
2: lives. And I know your emphasis is on. Giving them strategies to help make their money last, right, too, right, right, Sherry? Right, right, So you have this amazing, cool event coming up I'm going to be at, for sure.
3: Oh, we're looking forward so to it so much. So let's talk
2: about that a little bit. First right. of all, why are you doing it?
3: Well, I believe that knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. So if we give provide the knowledge, the information, the education, that will be empowering correct mm-hmm. I grew up without with the man uh, the men in my life and and uh, in the family life they always had they were always the ones that took made the decisions about money controlled the money they yeah. controlled the money made mm-hmm. the decisions about money and the women <laughs> did not did not even, tried to learn or educate themselves because they deferred it all to their mate or their partner.
2: Mm -hmm. Which is kind of culturally how it was done.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, I have, I've shared this before, but I have five brothers and I'm the only girl. (laughs) Oh, my. So it seemed to be all these men (laughs) and my father um, seemed to be around me quite a lot in my life. And that went on as I went to college and then after college, into, in my working profession, um, I was in male-dominated uh, environments, mm-hmm. uh, professions. And typically, the man would always be the eagle of the group <laughs> <laughs> and running things. So um, I really believe because 90% of women at some point in their life will have to, will have to take responsibility for their finances if they haven't already. So they'll be solely responsible for those. So it's really important to me. I feel very passionate about sharing this information to women, and that's one of the reasons why I like to have these events. Mm. And a lot of this, like I said, goes back to even the way I was raised and what I saw. So
2: Well, and I would like to tell our listeners that when Sherry has an event, it's not just a lecture hall in some boring setting. We're going to be at the San Diego Botanic Gardens and not only will there be educating, which we'll talk about a little bit more. right? But every woman is going to be led by an internationally famous flower designer, correct? And his name is something Dutch. What is it? it he's, uh,
3: his name is Renee Van Ram. So for the listeners uh, out there, you may know of him, heard of him. He uh, does travel inter- internationally, but he actually lives here in San Diego.
2: And he will be guiding every woman who will get to make her own bouquet, correct?
3: That's correct. Flowers will be provided. That's correct. this
2: is all complimentary.
3: That's right. That's right. too,
2: as I recall. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't want to be there? That's right. It's a lovely
3: (laughs) afternoon and event um, at the guard's. So, do you walk out with a uh, a flower bouquet
1: and a financial bouquet? Is this how this works? Uh, what what is <laughs> well, this? Well, you definitely <laughs>
3: will walk out with the flower bouquet, and hopefully, you'll have more knowledge and and information about your financial about finances to take with you than you can than you did when you came, mm-hmm. and then hopefully a little bit of a full belly too. <laughs> <laughs> And good the, yummy food yeah
2: and and a lot of what you're going to be teaching Sherry will be strategies to help money last is that right correct? right
3: so yeah that's one of the things we're going to be doing is or I'll be sharing is just some different uh, financial strategies like for instance uh you know creating your income so where does that come from right mm-hmm. that income that's going to last you a lifetime right mm-hmm. and preserving capital and what does that mean to preserve your capital yeah and how you know what are some good ways that one can go about doing that and still feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the decisions you're making. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, also identifying where potential end cap gaps could be. So let's say you're not, you haven't retired, or you're going into retirement, you haven't started taking your Social Security yet. When do I take my Social Security? Yeah, do I take it. it at 62? Do I wait until my full retirement age? Uh, there's even a you know, the potential to wait until we're 70 where that, you know, money can continue to, or your social security can continue to grow. And what is the best time for me to take it? And why would I take it at that time? Mm -hmm. Because of, you know, which plays into these, you know, like I said, potential gaps, you know, of income, right? No one, no one wants, you know, income to fall off from, let's say you're taking money out of a certain vehicle and investment vehicle, uh, or that's paying out an income, but it goes away in five or seven or 10 years. And you live, you know, once you retire or from your mid-60s, you live another uh, 20 years. Yeah. And what, What? you know, that's the worst thing that I know women wouldn't want to do is be, you know, don't have anywhere to go, run out of money. And then what do you do? You turn to family, um, which is fine, but are you going to be a burden to that family,
2: mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, right now I, that.
3: yeah, right now I have a situation with my own mother who's 85 and she just had a fall and she's in the hospital and here I am taking care of her and the money's tied up in, you know, in legal battles because my father passed away oh. and didn't have things taken care of. Oh my. So who's going to take care of her? Who's going to pay for these, uh, these costs, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to do that mm. to our children, right?
1: Yeah, Absolutely that's that's enough. true. And I and I love I love that you have firsthand information about, you know, how to deal with uh, these kind of situations, because I, I think a lot of people I can speak for myself. Uh, when my parents passed, um, we had uh, I was running down to the attorney. I think I told you this the other day, uh, three days, four days before she passed. Right. And she's on oxygen. We got her in a wheelchair. and We're wheeling her in so that she can fund a trust. Right. And you know had I not known about that right then right. It, you know it would have just gone in uh, you know into a probate situation Exactly
3: that's exactly what would have happened I mm-hmm. mean if you if you pass with you know mo- you know money that's ex- that's beyond what you're allowed to pass with which is $100,000 anything above and beyond that in the state of California goes into probate mm-hmm. If you haven't set up a trust Right mm-hmm. So, so yes, I mean, absolutely. And can that's, you know, I've heard those stories more than once. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. and right. that's very sad. Yeah, yeah, it's very sad. And so we don't want that to happen. So yeah. it's all about what we can do to keep from that happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so come to the event, ladies, um, and bring a friend. It's, gr- it's going to be a lovely afternoon at the gardens. I mean, what could be nicer in a spring day at the end of May on the 24th. And uh, End of March, uh, isn't it? End of, uh, yeah. How do they <laughs>
1: register for this? How do they find out uh, about it? And again, maybe we give the address out there too.
3: Right, right. Good question, Ken. So you can register by either going, uh, emailing me at C. B-L-A-I-R, l- at Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, financial.com. That is cblair, Blair B-L-A-I-R, at Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, financial.com. Or you can call at 619-997-0416.
1: Let's say that one more time. Yeah,
3: let's give that number again. That is 619-997-0416. And this, again, is a complimentary event. That's right. So the the admissions to the gardens are paid, as well as parking. And you need to make sure and, and register an RSVP because you you know when you come to the gate,
2: uh, you'll name your name will be there, and if
3: you're bringing a friend, make sure her, mm-hmm. their her name is
2: there as well. Yeah, excellent. And is there yeah. a deadline by which people should be registered? Well, I today? would
3: say that you know within you know the week before, which is I think the seventeenth on that Saturday, mm-hmm. you know get your registration in because it will fill up quickly. Yeah, uh, they're popular and. Uh, you know, I, I fill the room and we only have so many
2: seats because, right. you know, with everything. In yeah. fact, I think it would be even smarter for people to register immediately upon hearing this. That's right, Paula. <laughs> you go. <laughs> go, girl. And
1: you can register at 619-997-0416. Sherry, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank, love, you can. Love the thank you, Ken. Thank
3: you, Ken. Thank you, Paula. Yes, That's thank great. you. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, you can listen to us at transitionradioshow.com. All of our shows are there or on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud. 14
2: uh, podcast platforms
1: across the nation and, and uh, here person. locally at uh, uh, KCBQ, 1170 a.m. on your dial.
2: Or ask Alexa. See you next time.